0: Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Yes, it is Judd's Hockey Show. Welcome into our Wednesday edition, which of course is uh, has a full starting line on it. Judd, Jesse Pierce, Down Beauties, also NHL.com. She covers the wild and Declan Goff, brought to you by our friends. And Jesse and I can both tell you about the work that they do. Fantastic work, Livia Weight Control Center's Both of us have dropped significant weight because of a program that 100% works and helps you keep the weight off. And here's the best news. First three months are free. That's right. You sign up right now. You're going to get the first three months for free. Now offering breakthrough weight loss medical options as well. 855-GO-LIVEA. Livia.com. L-I-V-E-A.com. Check them out. Highly recommended by those of us at Score North who have had success with the program. All right. All right. So Jesse and I were at the uh, um, 4 Nothing lost to the stars. A couple nights ago on Monday night, Decks. I'm guessing that you watched it. It was a dud. The Wild sort of back in a rut now. Injuries. You know they they've gone from the 11 and three John Hines start um, to I think they've won one of their past six games. They do have guys out. Um, things aren't aren't going well. So I've decided it's time to take a purple daily staple and put it on Judd's Hockey Show, and we're going to start with jesse pierce here that is what is your current hottest wild take what is your hottest take about this team or about something that you would do that will um that would cause great controversy if maybe bill garen decided to do it jesse
1: i don't know how much controversy it would cost but to me it would um ryan hartman gets traded I think Bill Guerin is going to trade Ryan Hartman. The reason I think that that's probably a little bit out there is because he just signed him to that extension, and he loves him some Hartsey. But I think between the penalties that have been taken, between kind of the lackluster skill level that Hartsey can bring, he's movable. Why not? You know what? I think there's that no move in place naturally. Get him to waive it. Get him to do something with it. Let's trade him. I need somebody to be traded by February, and sorry, Hartsey, you're the most kind of appealing to me.
0: So I was going through this this morning. As well, it is amazing how little flexibility and Ryan Hartman has a full no move clause. Full no move So, clause. so you'll hell? have to like like at least with I mean zuccarello has 10 teams that, that he can block trades to, or uh, Freddie Goudreau, who should be thankful to go to any team, has 15 teams to which he can block trades. Yeah. Um if you could get him to wave it, I love this idea mm-hmm. because he could definitely help a contender yeah. and it and as the season progresses, it certainly does not look like we are dealing with a contender here. So if you could get him, in theory, at the start of a contract to say, you know what, I'll go to team X, Y, or Z and have a chance for a cup. I love this. Now, what what would you try to get back?
1: I try to get, I would, I'd be okay with a pick and maybe a, you know, bottom six forward. I would be okay. That I would actually even be okay with the defenseman. If you can get a defenseman watching what the Flyers in Anaheim, picked off yesterday I was like wow like I know Minnesota is not going to be able to do a blockbuster like that and I don't necessarily want them to get rid of any of their high-end prospects which I still have question marks on but yeah I would be okay with a pick and maybe a lower level defenseman um, because a lot of players out there would be better than some of the current defensive players that the Minnesota Wild are addressing
0: your thoughts on this Declan yeah, I
2: mean, I, I love it. Um, yeah, the no-move clause makes things a little complicated, and it'll dovetail kind of a little bit into my hot take. And Jesse brought up the trade that went down, obviously, with uh, the Flyers and Ducks and a little appetizer. Like, I would love Trevor Zegras on the Wild. That's not my hot take. I mean, the dude's awesome. I would love a building block like that. The dude Oof. scores highlight real goals all the time, and Anaheim's awful. Um, but uh, that's not really my hot take. My hottest take would be Bill Guerin is shipwrecking the Minnesota Wild. For as much credit that he deserved for getting the Wild out of this and still being able to field a playoff team with buyouts that were hurting them, he is shipwrecking the Minnesota Wild with all the contract extensions that he handed out. Uh, this basically this last offseason to like examples to Hartman, to Matt Zuccarello, to Frederick Goudreau. Um, These are just guys you don't build around. Like I know Matt Boldy is struggling. Like he's obviously gripping the stick a little bit. You want to see more from him, confidence wise. But he's 22 years old, and when he's firing at all cylinders, he's a 30 goal scorer. You basically hedged that you were gonna lock up all these very mid tier, bottom six, aging or aging players, and it's killing you. Like, how are the Wild once these bios come off even going to really even compete when they're still paying these ridiculous contract to guys who weren't who shouldn't have been paid in the first place? I don't know if he'll lose his job over this, but Bill Guerin, I think is really put himself in a more difficult corner than it already possibly was when he bought out Parisi and Suter. So Bill Guerin's contract extensions in the last eight months have crippled the Minnesota Wild. That is my hottest take.
0: What do you think, Jesse?
1: I mean... I agree. It's it's tough, right? Because we've been celebrating Bill Guerin for so long and Billy G we trust. We love what he's doing. (laughs) I still agree with the buyouts. But yeah, these moves are so questionable. And usually they pan out. I think that's what has all of us fans and media is really questioning this because it hasn't worked out in favor. You know, last year he makes some trades the year before he makes some moves in the wild get better and they're doing things the right way. This hasn't happened. They have not righted any ship. They fired Dean Evson, bring in John Hines, who has done well and with what he's been given, but he can't fix it because, again, it's the player's problem. It wasn't necessarily Dean's problem. It was the player's problem. Um, Shipwrecking, I guess, is a tough word for me just because what what, what good does this do? What are we doing here, right? Is he doing it just to kind of remind Leopold, hey, this is the course they need to take. They do need to tank out and recognize how poor they are. Um, But, yeah, I certainly am further away from Billy G's corner than I have been in past years with uh, past decisions he's made.
0: So <clears throat> I'm choking right now because I swallowed my coffee wrong. So Declan talk some more <laughs> I'll be back in a second as Jesse takes care of her kid.
1: Yes.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, if this, it's a yo-yo of, of a season so far for the wild this year, right? Jess. I mean, they, they yeah. went from uh, a team that obviously had to fire Dean Evason. Then they get hot. Like naturally you do when you fire a head coach, in John Hines, uh, who had kind of kind of gotten them back on track a little bit, and now here they are kind of back in the losing well and kind of looking like the same team they were towards the end of the Dean run. And, yeah, I, I, that's where I don't think, like, yeah, Trevor Zegers would be fun or getting a trade in here could be fun. It could spark things again. But I think the Wilders have to accept for the first time in a real long time they're not a threat. They're they're not even uh, a team that could upset a team in the first round and make a run. They, they have to accept the fact that they're just not a good team.
1: Do you guys have, I have a question for you, and this is another thing kind of in regard to Bill Guerin then, Mm -hmm. is this kind of turning into the old boys club, like Billy G just bringing in guys that he knows a little bit, I mean, between Hines, between even like Zach Bogosian and Pat Maroon, I mean, these are guys that he's known and seen, and the team's gotten older because of it, when, as we've discussed before, the National Hockey League in general is getting younger and younger, does it have that vibe a little bit, is Billy G dipping too much into his relationship well, too often, that it's kind of like, all right, man. Let's focus on the other stuff that goes with succeeding and winning. Yes, you know these guys. Yes, you like these guys. Right. Do you guys feel that at all?
0: I don't understand um with with to to your point with all the contract extensions. The one thing I don't get is all of the protection provided. Mm-hmm. Like Hartman and Folino got full no no move clauses. The extensions don't bother me if you can then turn around and trade them at some point in time, but that's what I don't get. Um so yes, it and and the other thing like that bu- that bugs me is Marcus Johansson after a really good playoff. But you know, he's he's a pretty questionable guy. Like we've seen good and bad. And then a- after a good playoff, he w- he got full protection from a trade. Mm-hmm. So that's what I don't. Yeah, it it does feel it does feel like he is rewarding guys. And the whole thing, the quote I thought you you guys with felino was odd it's like well that was important to to him well yeah it's important to him he's totally secure now so i don't disagree with that and that to me to go back to declan's point the shipwreck part to me is that part of you can't trade these guys now like these guys would be nice chips and their extensions are i mean i don't really have a huge problem with the extension if i can then turn around and do what jesse just said which is you know trade a hartman or something like that um, yeah, so I guess I am a little bit confused unless there's something here we don't get, and I don't see that part of it, Declan.
2: Yeah. And and that's where the you know things were supposed to open up after the buyouts. That was the whole thing of hey, can you survive this three, four year season or plan with the buyouts killing you and having a salary cap um um uh, penalty against you that and the and Garen deserved credit during the first years of that. I mean, think about it. He had teams that were in the playoffs that had 15 to 18% less than other playoff teams or even teams that didn't make the playoffs with a full allotment of a cap and not buyouts that were killing them. Now, I mean, you're just really handicapped. And sure, you know, Walsic can come up here. Maybe he can, you know, steal you some games because goalies can do that. Maybe Kirill Kaprizov and Boldy kind of get fully healthy this summer and, you know, they kind of realize their full potential and aren't gripping it so hard, but the supplemental things around it, I think those were just horrible investments to make, something Judd and I tried to forecast this summer, maybe me even more than Judd, um, and now it's really just kind of biting them in the ass. So
0: here's my hottest take, because I think, um, and this is especially, in my opinion, relevant with what we saw from the Vikings, right? Where you get off to the bad start, and then you come around, start to play well, we're like, oh, you might be a playoff team, this might be fun. When a month before that, we were like, just... Just tank, it's fine. And then at the end, you go back in the toilet, and so now you're you've got a decent draft pick, but it could have been like the sixth pick if you had lost, a, you know, one more game. And you know, by the by by the glory of God, if you could have lost a couple more games, who knows? So I think the wild, to use Dex's term, I think the shipwreck thing. I think you need to accept the shipwreck in this case. For and I don't care who's on your team now. And, yes, Kirill's going to come back. And, yes, you played well for a while. But at some point in time, aren't the gods trying to tell you something when you get off to a crappy start? And then you go back and you backslide again. So here's my hottest take. March 8th, trade deadline. My exercise this morning was to go through and see who doesn't have protection, who can't balk, who can't tell me. I will not accept a trade to Toronto because of too much pressure. (laughs) I am trading Philip Gustafson. Wow. He's he's got a very reasonable contract. He's got about uh he's got about he's got 3 years left exactly. He has no protection. I am trading him and I'm playing Walstedt and Flurry for the rest of the season. I, and because teams need goaltending, um, I think I'll go back to what Dex says a lot, which is absolutely true. Which is goaltending is volatile; it goes up and down. You don't know. It's not like Gustafson. It's not like you've got Jacques Poin here. I mean, he play when and but but there are teams that no question about it who are playoff con- contenders. You know, need goaltending help. So Jesse, my idea is this: Wallstead's coming up. He's gonna he's going to be the top goaltender hopefully next season. I'm going to accelerate it a bit. Who better to Play behind that that, than the end of Marc Andre Fleury. You know, I mean, the ultimate pro and competitor. If things don't go well, the sounding board there couldn't be better. Great teammate, Philip Gustafson is my choice to trade.
1: You know, I'm always on board with any criticism toward (laughs) goaltending. I've been positive this year. I've been (laughs) staying very positive, and I've been very adamant on keeping Jesper Velstead in Iowa just for one more year. But naturally, this injury to Philip Gustafson has called him up. It looks like he will be debut the- Let's try that word again, guys. Debuting is what okay. I was saying. <laughs> Debuting. We've all been very there, Jesse. No, one's making fun right, of that. Right, right. Um yep. it could be tonight, it could be this weekend. It's it's coming no matter what. I mean, he's up here for a reason. Uh the concern I have is then once you enter free agency this summer, who are you overpaying to be the tandem with uh with Walstead next year, right? Cause Fleury, I don't think he's coming back. Right. And if he does, it might be a, you know, a sayonara thing with Pittsburgh or what have you. I just don't see him, you know, I see him retiring. I don't see him pushing another year as much as he loves the game. I think he also is very aware of where he's at in his career. So I wonder, that's the big question I have. I'm okay with trading Gus. I really am. I, I'm not overly impressed with him. He's a, he's a fine goaltender. He makes a fine goalie yep. tandem with Fleury. Yep. But that would be the concern looking ahead is what are you going to do this offseason?
2: And this is where, you know, I, I wouldn't be too concerned with trying to find, like, the backup, um, obviously, to Wallstead. Because you can find, like, free agents next to, like, Peter Mazark's a free agent. You know, Matthew Murray has never really been the same goalie since the cup year with Pittsburgh. But he'll be oh, a free Matt agent. that Matt Murray.
1: Not too not, confused with the Matt,
2: future veteran Matt Murray in Dallas. <clears> that's
0: Matt out. Murray, Declan. I think this kid is now... Matthew, right? Matthew, is, is that what I saw? That is so correct. So this is Matt Matthew Murray. Murray,
2: not Matt <laughs> right. Murray. Come on, right. Mats, get your Mats together get here. Get together. Um, but you can you can like find out, like they traded for Cam Talbot, right? Or they I think they actually signed Cam Talbot. They, did. they originally got him. Like you can figure out those backup goaltending moves pretty easily. Now you might take a little bit of a risk there because obviously if Walstead's not ready, but at yeah. the end of the day, like the Wild have always figured out having just solid solid goaltending tandems, so. Even if you trade Gus, which honestly might be your best piece here. Like, I mean, teams get so needy with goaltending at the trade deadline for playoff runs. Like, to judge, you might be able to get a second round pick. Like, I don't know if you get a first, but if you get a real desperate team that really needs a goaltender, like, you could really drive up the price there. I I, I love Judd's uh, idea of trading Gus.
1: I wish I had a cup right now, like a cup of tea, because Cam Talbot is arguably having a better season in LA than even Kevin is. is. A great is. Year. So there's my, like, Kermit the Frog tea
0: <laughs> drink yep. thing. Oh yeah, he's been great, and and guess what? It's a good team. Um, here's the trade. I think you have a potential, and I don't know for sure. But when Guerin made the Flurry trade with the Blackhawks, it was a second round pick, but it was a conditional first round pick. I think if the Wild made the, was it the Stanley Cup Finals or the I conference think it was a, finals? I think it was a, I think it, it was, was a, a run. I think yeah. it was like a series. Okay, then, is that, so like
2: Flurry needed five playoffs. There's your trade. Yeah, yep. yeah.
0: There's your trade, and and you know we we could go through a list of teams that that have definite needs too and i do think that there's a lot of times where goaltending doesn't bring you a ton back in a trade potentially but i think as you near the deadline and you can you know let's say there's four teams that that are competitive that really need help there i think that you could probably create a bidding war so i i just look this team's going to, to be It's not going to be as bad because the cap is going to go up a bit, but it's still going to be in a salary cap conundrum in a year, right? Um, Jesper Wallstead's going to be your guy at some point. And I'm not saying he's going to play 80 games, but he's going to be definitely a big part of the mix. So I think that the Gustafson thing would show, I think the Gustafson would think would show Garen sort of um, going against what, what Dex is concerned about. Which is the shipwreck thing? Which is like, why are you, why are you signing your buddies? Why are you providing this protection? That would be a sign that, hey, guess what? It's go time here, and we're also going to to make moves. And I will go back to you know, it coming out of the cap, uh, hell, if they do the right things here, they still have a really nice young core. Mm-hmm. So like, there, it, it's a very good possibility in a couple of years to be extremely competitive. Um, But I but I guess I agree with both of you, which is I don't necessarily like how it's trended now, not with the on ice product as much as the decisions made off the ice to sort of like live in this world of, well, I love these veterans. okay, Mm -hmm. but is that your future? And the answer unequivocally is no.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, I think you brought this up, Judd, on a recent episode that you didn't have me grace your presence, but that's okay. We'll move on. You're not
0: um,
1: upset at it, are you? <laughs> I'm not in trouble, am I? Never. No, but I think you had mentioned Marc-Andre Fleury. What if he asks for a trade? Mm-hmm. What if he says he wants to go and win a cup? Do you honor that? I think Bill, Billy G obviously has enough respect for Marc-Andre Fleury. I think everybody does and everybody would understand. But how does that impact and change? That mentality, right? Because then now you've got Gus and
0: Velstad a little bit. I
1: like just throwing throwing things into the fire for no, you. No, you're right, here, Jed, right?
0: And I do think that Flower deserves that. Mm-hmm. So, like, if like if I'm Garen, I am going to say, "What do you want?" Because, like, if you want to go to a contender, far be it from us to stop you. Because it certainly does not look like the Wild is that. So, yes, that would that would probably alter things a little bit. Um. But all. But that being said, if if he he says the wife and kids are here, they love it. I'm probably done. I'll stay here. I do think the Wallstead Flurry tandem would be good. But yeah, I think you do. I think if you're Bill Guerin and your friends, which they definitely are, with Flurry, I think you do owe it, Declan, to him to say if you want to go to a contender, tell me right now. I will try to accommodate that as best as possible.
2: And that's where you know Flower and Bill Guerin's relationship's huge and. I think he leans on staying. I like he's one cups, right? Like I, I don't think he wants to go chase one more. Not to say I would look at him differently if he certainly wanted to chase one more, but he is a creature of habit and doesn't like up uprooting all of his life and family and stuff. He's done that before. He's played in the NHL for what twenty damn years almost. So I would be a little surprised if he ends up getting moved the deadline. That being said, it's a perfect tandem in Garen and himself to figure out that move. So I could uh, 100% seeing it happen. And hey, by the way, we have a new sponsor here on Judd's Hockey Show. Uh, Phil Mackey has encouraged me, and as well as our, new, our friends at AG1 have reached out, and we have a special offer for our Judd's Hockey Show audience from AG1. I'm finally using AG1, which I know. It's shocking, right? I, myself, Declan Goff, using AG1, but I wanted to simplify my morning routine. Speaking of being a creature of habit like Marc-Andre Fleury, I don't like the morning, okay? I don't like also my morning routine being disrupted. So how do I help that out? How do I help not have, you know, uh, a a good, how do I have good gut health? How do I support my immune and brain health? That's my friends at AG1. They also help manage stress. Um, It gives me mental clarity. AG1 uh, helps replace multivitamins too. Like I don't want to have to take all these supplements and vitamins. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. I can just take one scoop of AG1 and it works out great. So uh, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of the vitamin d 3 k 2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkAG1.com slash JHS. That's drinkAG1.com slash
0: JHS. Go check it out. Beautiful. Uh, Jesse, updates on, um, in particular, I guess, Caprisov and Brodine. When are we expecting them to be back? Playing? I tried,
1: tried to get that out of Heinz the other day. Uh, because i'm always trying that's literally all i ever care about he probably that- is like why does this girl just care
0: about injuries and goalies who are starting- well, you ask a lot of questions i mean you went to a pwhl <laughs> press conference at which you were doing a story you know. and, and dominated the press conference and by the way i was impressed <laughs> So my for mom... all all of you who are like, well, a woman can't talk. No, no, no. Oh, no I was you know. very impressed.
1: It's, I like to do it sometimes. You got to take ownership. My mom oh. even says that. She's like, why are you asking so many darn questions? I'm like, this is literally <laughs> what I do. Like, this is my thing. You but... you
0: must be you you must be a real pain oh, w- with your kids at yeah. the doctors. I bet you ask more questions oh, of the doctors.
1: No, no. I want to get no? in and out of a doctor's office <laughs> okay. so fast. You have no idea. Like, I want them to be like put a Band-Aid on it, you're fine. Like, yes, I used to have, the kids had an older doctor, um, and I wish he didn't retire because he was perfect. He's like, yeah, just slip him a little Tylenol. It's not going to hurt. And I was like, yes, my man, you're the best. But, uh, you know, (laughs) I think Rhodes and Kaprizov had had their dose of Tylenol, if you will, by getting back on the ice. Um, They are skating solo. They have not joined the group, but as Heinz said, that's the next step. That's the next progression. Gustafson also getting on the ice, so that's good. Um, I think Kaprizov, I'm sure they're not trying to hurry it back, but I think he's probably trying to hurry himself back, especially with Matt Zuccarello getting back. Um, And even Jesper Velstead was dealing with an injury that I think he maybe rushed back a little bit. We'll see. But it's, I would guess, possibility for this weekend for at least Kaprizov, maybe even Gus. That's just kind of a hunch I have. Um, I don't believe they went on the one-game tangent to Dallas tonight, so they're probably back here skating and doing their whole thing. I imagine they don't practice tomorrow, so it's a but I could see maybe a Saturday game against Arizona as a potential return, otherwise maybe Monday against the New York Islanders. So I do feel like it's sooner rather than later for at least Gus and Caprizoff. Broads, I think, just might be a smidge further, just because his injury was a slightly more severe injury that's going to take a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, I, we think that's a, since, since the, he has a cast on his arm. I think it's uh, a finger, though. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah,
1: like, I think it's, like, Oh, an really? So he went in the boards like, and,
0: like, braced himself?
1: I think so. Like, that's <laughs> kind of, just hey. like that, actually, is what he probably Wah! did. Like, ah!
0: <laughs> well, he did. Yeah, it looked like it hurt like hell. Yeah. Uh, last thing. What's your guy's theory on, or your opinions, I guess, on Matthew Boldy's season? Cause it's driving me up the wall. I understand guys are out, okay. I understand Kaprizov's out; that hurts you. But the up and down roller coaster nature of it, and the fact that when Hines got hired, it like unleashed. And like when we when we see him playing, well, he's not like oh, he's pretty good. He's really good, as Declan had said earlier in the show. You know, potential thirty goal score. What's your opinion about? what's happened to him as far as this just these these ups these downs and this inability to have consistency and downright sometimes some no-shows Declan go ahead
2: yeah he it's been a weird year for him um I still believe in him as as the prospect that he was and and the first few seasons he's had with the wild I believe he's still that player and this season's more of an anomaly but I think it also just goes to show that he is not also a superman he's not a batman uh my nerdiness is just basically trying to say he can't Mm -hmm. save the whole city so he's not going to be someone that can take over games like we've seen with Kirill Kaprizov at his peak he's just not that guy he I think he's an incredible complimentary piece that most teams would be lucky to have a guy with his offensive prowess uh but I think this year's been mostly an anomaly he's having a frustrating year there are some no-shows too yeah that are obviously for the first time a little bit frustrating to see and obviously wild fans want to see more from him but I also believe that yeah, he's just not the kind of player that can take over games. I think he's a great sidekick, but he's not going to be the guy that can carry you when Kirill Kaprizov's injured or not having it either.
1: You call him Matt Boldy, Robin? I am calling him
2: a Robin, I am calling him a Robin, yes All
1: right, that seems fair No, I think, I mean, we also still have to remember Matt Boldy is still young He's what, 22 years old And he's still doing better than Cole Caulfield Who everybody was screaming (laughs) and up in arms in That he wasn't selected before Matt Boldy, right? That the Wild didn't take him So take that with a grain of salt, if you will I wonder if there just hasn't been a consistency in his game because there hasn't been a consistency in the season at all from the team itself's performance, from the coaching changes, from the line changes. I mean, you have to remember, Matt Boldy was lucky enough to play on the same line for majority of his season last year, right? Because that's a Dean Epson way, and I'm not saying that's the way to go, but I think he's probably having a tough time adjusting to that because I do think even in his college career, even when he was at the NTDP, He had his line mates. Even when he was with World Juniors, it was the same guy. So I think maybe he really succeeds under that element which probably sounds simple enough but it's also he needs to learn to overcome that right he needs to learn that aspect of his game and that comes with just maturing and becoming older right again he is still a young kid in this league he had a hell of a year last year and I don't think that that was a one flash in the pan situation I think he will get back to that but I think this year it's him navigating a lot of the mentality and the mindset that comes with the unknowns and inconsistency and uncertainty and frankly a poor season, right? He hasn't had a poor season since maybe he was at Boston, right? So I think uh, those things all need to be factored in and considered for Matt Boldy's kind of up and
0: down year. I just personally would like to see him be mentally tougher. Like it it concerns me when big guys and I am in no way advocating trading him. I'm not giving up on him. Okay. So just to be clear before you all think I want to trade him, I don't. Um, but, but it concerns me because we've seen this and they're not the same player, Jordan Greenway. You know, we, we always were like, well, when's he, he's power forward type. When's he going to come around and be consistent? And the answer was never Um, Charlie Coyle, who has turned himself into a very productive third line guy in Boston. But I always thought, Oh no, he's a top, you know, top six guy. Boldly the same thing. Like I, I don't, if, if at the end of the day, Matt Boldy's greatest years come with the Bruins playing on the third line. To me, that's disappointing. So I just need to see him uh, not only more consistency, but mentally tougher to overcome. That's what it feels like. It feels like he doesn't have the wherewithal yet at 22 to overcome the obstacles. And this is a tough, you know, it's a hell of a league. A lot of games. It's a man's league. It's very tough. And I'm not saying he has to score all the time, but I am saying I want to see him show up. And I felt like that Dallas game was just another game, Jess, in which he didn't show up for. And it's like, okay, dude, things are going to go wrong a lot. And that might be a pass not to get a lot of points, but it's not. But but you have to then go out and play some type of, of game. Case in point, Monday, really bad game. But Felino, like in the second period, was going out there and hitting guys to try to juice things up. I'd like to see that because, I mean, it's it's not like M- Matt's a small guy. I'd like to see something like that so you at least know that he's engaged. That's what concerns me. Be engaged in the game, and I think the points will probably, for a kid like that, follow.
1: Yeah, and I think he needs to recognize that. I think he probably hasn't wrapped his head completely around the fact that, like, oh, yeah. I am the guy that's supposed to be doing this, right? I am the next in line. I think he's still waiting for others to take that Batman role when Robin can't necessarily. If that makes any sense, that didn't make sense. I don't like what I said there, but sure. no, I like it. You like it? Yeah, um, I like it. <laughs> so yeah, I think you're right. You I be- think become Batman. It's a, yeah, it's become the Batman. See that signal and become the Batman. Um, yeah, it's and I think that's a focus. I think it's just a focus he's never dealt with. Like, okay, I'm I'm the number one guy right now, and I think he just has to figure that out.
0: All right guys, great stuff. Jesse, thank you much. Get get back to, to the kids, get back to the uh uh um you you're the coach, you you're the John Hines of your house. So make sure there's uh if you gotta bag skate them, do it. Hmm. Like it it might be a tough day. I don't know.
1: Sometimes I'm just saying. I feel like I'm not a parent. I feel so. like I'm the Derby and I'm getting punched constantly. Uh, by the children who are Dean Epson. So that's kind of what And, I they, feel won't the they, won't and they won't fire they, you. They won't. And they won't fire you. You're like
0: Darby. You're like, <laughs> you got just fire me. They're like, ass. no. Yeah, nope. they'll keep
1: me around. All
0: right. Um, Declan, Jesse, Judd, uh, back next week for more Judd's Hockey Show.